Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed, so I call your name. Welcome to Science of Life Radio. I'm Kimberly Saavedra, Director of the Comlock Center, and your guest co-hosts tonight are Janet Mayer, Forever Family Certified Medium and author of Spirits, They Are Present, as well as Dr. Betty J. Kovach, author of Merchants of Light, The Consciousness That Is Changing the World, as well as The Miracle of Death, There Is Nothing But Life. And tonight's show, as you may well realize is about your stories and many of us have personal experiences that defy mainstream thinking and this is the place where we can share those experiences learn from each other we ask that our callers um, make a comment ask a question share something meaningful in their own lives that pertain to direct experiences valuable connections with the deceased all kinds of interesting things that are just off the beaten path for a lot of people so welcome, Betty and Janet. Thank you. Hi, Janet. Hi, Betty. Hi, Kim. How are you doing tonight? I see we already have someone online, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and Janet is back, so we'll oh, have yeah. the we're wonderful <laughs> experience of having her wisdom here. Yes, for we're grateful callers. to have you back, Janet, that's for sure. Well, well we it's good to be back. <laughs> shall we take our first caller then? Sure. We have Christy from California on the line. Hello, Christy. Hello. How are you guys? Hi, Christy. Very Hi, well. Christy. Thanks for calling. I, thank you. Thank you. I wanted to share my experience of, about my Auntie Ev, who passed away. She was like a mother to me. Um, I spoke with her almost every day for the past 30 years of my life. We were very, very close. And prior to her passing, the night of her passing, I actually had woken up at 5 o'clock in the morning and looked at a painting on my wall, and it sort of turned into the Last Supper, and things were moving, and I didn't really quite understand what was going on, but I had a feeling that my Auntie Eve was going to pass because she had been very, very sick. Um, we knew she was going to go, but we just didn't know when. And I did wake up that morning and talk to my best friend, and she said we probably discussed that my aunt was going to pass away today because I really kind of had such a connection with her. And I did get the phone call that she had passed away at 1130 that, that day. And uh, I I do suffer with a lot of stress and anxiety and had talked over the years with my aunt about this. And uh, she kind of didn't understand. I felt like she didn't really understand. But um, I was on the way about a month after she had passed on the way to the grocery store. My friend was driving me. And in my mind, I was thinking, 
am I going to go into the grocery store? Because my stress level gets so high and full of anxiety. And I often just sit in the parking lot while he does the shopping. And my auntie have reached over from the back seat and said, come on, Christy Lynn, you could do it. And it was funny because she called me by my middle name when she meant business. <laughs> and oh. I, I, I kind of laughed to myself and we parked and my friend said, are you going to go in? And I said, yeah, I'll go in. And as soon as I got to the produce, which was the first aisle, <laughs> my heart just started pounding and the anxiety got so heavy. And my auntie Eve was feeling my chest and she said, oh my gosh, Christy Lynn, you really do have anxiety. So I asked my friend for the keys and and just went to the car and tried to process what just had happened. And it, it was so beautiful, and I felt like I always had such a connection with her, so I truly wasn't surprised because I have had many visions of, of other things. And uh, sure enough, a year later, my um, other aunt, her sister, my mom's sister, had passed away the same month uh, in September, and uh, I had a vision that my auntie F was saying, "Come on, babe," and her my other aunt's name was Babe. "Come on, babe, come on! Like it's so beautiful. What's taking you so long? Let's move it. Move along. Come on, hurry!" She was a little pushy, my auntie F sometimes, <laughs> and. Uh, my auntie of or my auntie babe left Earth and was up there in a nanosecond. And I don't use those words. And they just came to me. And my auntie babe looked at me like we're finally together because I was not close with her. She lived in a different state my whole life. But she was so happy that we were finally had a relationship and the other side, wherever they were was just so amazing and beautiful. Wow. You know, I, I really liked hearing that, that how you had said um, when your first aunt, when she passed, how she was giving you encouragement to go into the grocery store as if, to, you know, she's still supporting you from the other side, which I think is really beautiful. And I also feel like when you were having your, you know, your heart was pounding in the produce department and, you know, it was like she found acceptance over what was going on with you. And it was almost like it, it even it continued to bring you close or keep you close. And, you know, it was kind of a validating moment for you, I think, you know, on, on both levels. And then with your it, other aunt, you know, it was kind of as if, like you said, you have a new relationship. And, you know, we always, you know, people a lot of times think once someone's passed or they're on the other side, um, that that's over, but it really, that's not the truth. They really can continue to have that relationship, which sounds like you were having. And I think that's really beautiful and that you even accept it and you continue to stay open, which I think is really good, but try to keep in mind the encouragement your aunt always gives you, you know, when you have those moments. And I think that she's still on the other side, trying to push you forward and to help you and, and, you know, pat you on the back and hold you, you know, and I think that's really really a kind of a beautiful moment for you that you'll always have. This is true. It was very beautiful because she was, you know, telling me, yes, you can do it. And then she was shocked, you know, at the same time that 
I was so panicky, but she did get me in the store. <laughs> right, and that's good. That's, you know, I mean, how wonderful is that? I mean, all you can do is you can thank her and just remind her, keep pushing me forward, you know. <laughs> and you know, yes, yes, been... and... go ahead, Chrissy. I was going to say once, you know, my antique babe was passing and on her way up, she just, the impression of the, how glorious it was where my Auntie Ev was for my, my, her sister to rush on up there was like, come on, it's so, it's so spectacular, you know? Right. You know, Christy, what uh, I really like, I do like, I've mentioned that uh, it wasn't until your auntie had crossed over and she was inside that she could really feel what you do experience. I love that. So there's even a closer kind of relationship once someone's crossed. Uh, That's what I felt like she finally understood. Yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you so much for calling in, Christy. You're welcome. Thank you both so, you all so much. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for sharing. Yes. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. We have, go ahead, Janet. I was just going to say, it just shows you that, you know, love continues, that that's that's a, a validation for anyone that, you know, even when somebody has, you know, transitioned to the other side, that, you know, they continue with their love and that you can still feel it. And it comes through in all different ways. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, I like that too. Right. And different dimensions can be experienced once one is out of the body and can actually be close enough to feel like that heart and that <laughs> insides and just really right. connect on a, on, a, on a different level. Right. That's awesome. That is awesome. We have Jackie from Ohio. Hello, Jackie. Hi, how are you? Hi, thanks. How are you? I'm all right for a Thursday. There you go. <laughs> go. What would you like to share? Well, it's really more of a question. Um, I guess um, it's it's kind of a question or maybe um, looking for an answer or, or an interpretation. I... Um, Lost my only grandson two days after Christmas in 2019. He was 21. He was um, the light of my life and a very, very special young man. Um, He was a great fisherman. He had uh, a professional sponsorship at age 12. He was, um, his name was Zach. And when he walked into a room, the room lit up. He he was only known by one name because he only needed one name, but he um, had a personality that was bigger than life, and he um, he lived a lot of life in 21 years. And um, my daughter and I put together an event last year because he was a great fisherman. We wanted to do we wanted to do something to leave a legacy for him, so we decided to have a fundraiser, and we named it Zach Fest, and we decided to donate all the money to the fishing club that he was part of for five years. So we put this event together last year. Two of us didn't know what we were doing, but uh, we raised about $2,300, and that was his age um, this year. And um, the night before the event, um, 
I, and, and I've gotten many signs from him. I, I know he's still here. Um, I've gotten so many signs from him, as has my daughter. So we, we know he's here. We know he's connected to us. And the night before the event, I was standing in my kitchen, and I was reading something. I don't know if it was my phone or if it was um, the poster that I put together about the event, but um, I was standing there reading it, and something told me to turn my head to the right, and I turned my head to the right, and um, he was standing there. And, and he looked just full of life and um, looked like himself and happy and vi- vivacious and just, you know, the boy that I loved dearly. And he looked at me and he said, I tried it, Nana, but I'm not going back. And I could feel myself, I could feel myself hugging him. I could feel that. And I could feel myself kissing his face and telling him how much I loved him. And then one of my cats, because I have two cats, decided to um, have a barfing ep- episode. So I woke up, but I know that it was a I know that it was a visit. It was not a dream. I know it was a visit because I could feel him. Mm-hmm. And I I'm I'm just curious as to what you think he meant by that. Boy, that's a well. That could mean many different things. I mean, I don't. To me, he tried it. He's not going back. Maybe he's letting you know he came here and, you know, he's not coming back. I don't know if that's the case. You know, like some people, they people believe in reincarnation and they think that he could Mm -hmm. have something with that. It could be something totally different. Um, I think, first of all, that you had that experience, I think, is amazing because, you know, you and and I love that, you know, you're telling the story because you're saying how you know, it wasn't a dream. It was a visitation because, you know, you can feel the difference. And, and people always say, how can you tell? But you know, you knew, and you really don't need any other explanation, but you know, by how you felt. And I think that that's a big thing. I think he was letting you know, he was coming back to you to let you know that he's okay. I mean, I think that was one of his big messages is that, you know, you know, I did this, I was here and, you know, I'm not coming back to this planet. I'm, I'm, I'm gone for the rest of this life. You know, that, that he's moved on to something else. I don't know exactly, you know, I can't say for sure. I, I'm, you know, I haven't gone into anything, but what I can say is that I think, I think he was giving you validation that he's still alive, you know, in his way. It's, he's not in the physical mm-hmm. body any longer, but he's still alive and he's letting you know that. And that was probably the most important message and, you know, he mm-hmm. was, you know, you were getting connected that way. And like you said, you felt everything. I truly believe that his energy did give you, you know, the hug or you hugged him and that you did connect. I mean, that is, I've, you know, I've had experience of my own. I've heard of numerous experiences like that. So to me, I know that is very, very possible. And it happens many times. And a lot of times people brush it off and that you didn't brush it off, I think is really wonderful because you got to keep that experience now forever from him. As far as what he said, there could be a lot of different meanings to that. I mean, I think maybe he was just letting you know that he isn't coming back here and it is final and that, you know, he has moved on, but he's also still alive. And he wants you to know that probably to give you peace and comfort and love. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that it feel connected? Mm-hmm. Feel connected to you? You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree, Betty, to still feel connected to you and let you know that he's still connected to you. You know, and so much so that you could actually feel his uh, physicality. You might say his actual body. That yes. You, yes. Kiss him and hug him. I mean, that is is so important. Uh, I think when I was maybe at my most <laughs> needed needy time, uh, I did have a vision, uh, well, a dream, but I, like you, knew it was a visitation. And um, I, both my husband had actual visions and he could see our son, but I only, I knew his energy. We talked, I knew where his energy was in the room, but I didn't really see his physical body and an image like that. But uh, then one one morning, uh, I, I had the dream that I was making breakfast and he came into the kitchen and he had on uh, his old dirty Nikes and a shirt, <laughs> a Tibetan shirt that was mine, but he took over. And uh, so I said, well, you've got on these old dirty Nikes. I bought you a new pair before you uh, left. And he said, well, is this really enough? It's like he was trying to say, you know, he's been in so many other ways. I talked to him. I sensed him. I knew where his energy was, but it wasn't enough. And so there he was almost making a joke about it. Is this mm-hmm. real enough? I'm wearing these dirty Nikes. And, but then we embraced. And I thought, well, my mm-hmm. arms would just go through him because he's and it was the opposite. His arms went mm-hmm. through me and he was solid. He was real. Uh, I could actually hold on to him. Whereas I, in this dimension, we think it's so real. It was the one that had no body really to it. So I think there were some lessons mm. in that for me. So right. But it well, was- and, and I'd like to add one more thing to Jackie. I'd like to say something is when, you know, you're asking, what do you think that means? I want you to ask yourself that when you go to sleep at night and say, can you give me something to make me understand what that means, your comment, and, and just see if something else comes to you. And it could be simply, you know, he was offering you comfort and letting you know he was still there. But I also feel like maybe, you know, there's something else that, you know, you can just stay open and see whatever else would come through. And, and you know, and it doesn't matter if, you know, someone passed, you know, a couple months ago, a year ago. I mean, my grandmother came to me 20 years, you know, 20 years after she passed. And so, you know, you can, our loved ones are always around us. And I think, you can just, you know, thank him and remind him. And, and when you acknowledge them, which I always, always say, you have to acknowledge them when they come through to you and let them know. And obviously you did. You said you felt the hug, the kisses. And and I think that's important because it's acknowledged that from the other side that they know you received the message. And that's really, you yeah. know, an important thing. And so, you know, I always say, if you knock on the door and you don't answer, they're going to keep knocking and then they get tired and they don't come back. But in the case is, is if you open the door, you just acknowledge it, then it's always open. And you've, you're, you've already opened that door by acknowledging it from the hugs and the kisses that you know he's he knows that he got through to you. And so you can just stay open right. and ask him that if there's anything in the future you need to know, you know, to stop by and let you know. And that's always a good thing, too. Yeah, that's good, Janet. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And um, I'm new to the foundation. And I, I just I can't even begin to tell you how important these radio shows are to me. I listen every week and I get so much out of them um, to the to the point where my daughter and I have 
signed up for the grief retreat in January, and we're so looking forward to going to that. Oh, that's good. And welcome. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you yeah. so much, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. So you all do you all do a fantastic job. And um, for those of us that are going through this grief, it's um, your, you know, your comments and your um, your knowledge and your and your help is 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 literally just invaluable to us. And you, that's not something you can, you know, put a price on. And and, and it just means a lot. So um, know that um, those of us going through that appreciate you and value you. And thank you so very much for all you do to help us because it's it's a very very tough journey to go through. Yes. Well, thank, well, thank you. Thank you for right. Right, tough journey. So have have a have a good evening. You Thanks. too. You thank too. you. Call again next yep. time. Thank you. Okay. I will. I will do that. I would definitely do that. Do your next <laughs> yeah. Awesome. awesome. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow. What a beautiful sign from her grandson. You know. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely. That's right. And while he says, I'm, I'm not going back, he's right there. No, he's right. Yeah, he's right there. I'm not going back. I'm going to be with you. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. That's right. I love when they connect. Oh, it's beautiful. Nelson, thanks for holding and welcome to the of Life. Oh, Hello. Hello. What would you like to share, Nelson? I wanted to share something um, in regards to what I just heard from a previous caller, and I concur with her. Your show is so enlightening and does so much for those that are grieving for their loved ones. Um, Mine one is in regards to um, a situation that is not quite the same, but similar because this is involving a pet. Um, it was a dog that was more like my son. I had adopted him when he was from a litter that was headed for the shelter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he had a liver shunt, so his, he was an, in bad shape. But he went to the hospital and got got surgery, but um, they unfortunately could not fix his problem. Um, anyway, um, last, so last Mother's Day, this past Mother's Day, um, he passed over at the hospital um, where he often visited for his seizures. Um, mm-hmm. The day, I mean, that week, I was cleaning the car that my friend had driven me to take the my Charlie to the hospital. There was a gold band with diamonds, and I asked him if that belonged to him, and he said that wasn't something that he's even noticed. And that only person that had access to the car is him. And so I tried to figure out where that ring came from. And then some weird things happened afterwards. Um, I had read Laurel Lynn Jackson's book, Signs. And one mm-hmm. of the signs this she mentioned are coins, and especially regarding to the date of the coin in this case. Um, anyway, um. What happened was my surveillance camera captured Charlie's image and I looked at it and it 
it had so many details of his body, his face, and all that. So I sent it to a friend and just to see if he concurred. And he said, that looks like the dog. So two days later, um, I woke up like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I asked Charlie, was he there? And I asked him to beat the um, phone. And he beat it twice in about a minute or so. And then I thought that might have been a fluke. So the next day I woke up like around two or three and asked him the same question. Is that him? I mean, could you do that again? And this time around, he beat the phone like nonstop. Hmm. So I reset the phone, went to the restroom. While I was in the restroom, he, he rang it again, kept beeping it. And this phone does not make those kind of sounds ever. So I, I know even if there's wind coming through the window, it doesn't even cause that. Um, so I was kind of wondering what that ring was about. And then I found out um, the story on Laurie Lynn Jackson's book about Caleb, the boy that died. Um, mm-hmm. What happened was he sent Laura to, to give his mother on Mother's Day a bracelet with an inscription about the heart, um, the poem. Anyway, um, I had a, a sign myself, and this one was Caleb's sign, which is unusual. It was balloons, and I know Charlie did not have anything to do with balloons. And in another case, um, there were other signs that related to Caleb, so I was wondering if Caleb might have been assisting Charlie through to the other side. And um, what happened also was the coin that I found by the car had the year 2015, which is not Charlie's birth year. And then I looked back at that story and found the information that Caleb passed away in 2015 himself. Wow. I was wondering what's all this connection. So Hmm. is it possible that Caleb was helping Charlie through? Well, it could be something like that. It could be coincidental or a validation to Mm -hmm. you to say that Charlie is okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times when you do Mm -hmm. lose a pet that many times there is someone on the other side there to help and to, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of assist. Mm -hmm. And they do come through to you too, that, you know, your any pets, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can have, or, you know, and in Mm -hmm. your case could come through to you with, you know, a sign. And I know that sounds you know, mm-hmm. kind of a little out there, but it's, it, you know, they're here and they know, you know, they have the energy. I always look at it kind of like when they are out of their body, they're able to do more mm-hmm. things too, you know, just like humans. So why not? And, and it's oh. kind of like me, I think, you know, that so either someone over there was with Charlie and they were giving you a sign mm-hmm. to let you know that he's okay. And they wanted to make sure. And okay. also it parallels to another story. Now, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It could. I'm not saying it couldn't. I don't know. But it, it's, you know, it's interesting that when you read that, there were those parallels. It was almost as if to say, hey, read the story. Look what yeah. happened here. This can happen to you. And then it did. So it was like a validation to you by that story. So mm-hmm. I look at it like that. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I look at it more like that because I feel like maybe there was someone else on the other side that possibly was with Charlie to come through to you and say, you know, I'm okay. okay. I'm safe. I'm still around you. And here, I'm going to give you some signs. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was thinking because dogs don't 
don't have any use for phones, so maybe a human spirit guide was assisting him with, like you said. So that well, there and their their energy can and their energy can do things. Don't forget their energy. I mean, I've heard and I've even you know where numerous animals can. You might hear somebody like in my book I have where a dog that had passed had jumped up on the bed. The imprint of it was on the bed and sunk into the bed. So they still have an energy there and they can still get around to do things too. So I think that's very possible. Yes. That Charlie was giving you a sign. And, and also it's just okay. interesting, the synchronicity of it, you know, yeah. that you happen to be reading that at that time in the coin. I mean, all of those synchronicities add up to something very meaningful to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree, Betty. And, and leading to that book, um, she mentioned like a husband would show up and um, the wife would not even notice him, but he was on the balcony always watching her and enjoying her presence. And the wife just couldn't see him. And so she couldn't react. I mean, like those that are on the other side, do they, I mean, mostly maybe I think that they would stay on the other side and visit periodically, or do they like in the story remain and watch over you? Like, in this case where the husband kept watch over the wife. And in my case, because Charlie was always um, around me, that he is probably around me right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a really good chance. I mean, there, you know, I always kind of look at it like, you know, and, and this is just my personal opinion. I could be, you know, everybody has their own mm-hmm. thoughts, but I always feel like if, you know, your loved ones are around you or they are accessible, and they can tell when, you know, your energy changes. If you need support, I feel like they come around more. If you're going about your mm-hmm. business doing whatever, then, you know, they step back. And but they're it's, you know, it's always kind of like there's that open line there. So it's kind of like on the days when you're really feeling you need Charlie, that's probably the days you're going to something's going to happen or you're going to notice it or feel the comfort. And then there's other days that you might mm-hmm. be like, oh, Charlie's off. He's doing, you know, running around over there somewhere else. And. And then you go about your yeah. day. And, you know, I kind of look at it like that. But, you know, the really I was like re- having a bad day, like yesterday, because I'm a caregiver to, to two demented parents. And then uh-huh. that same day, she left a fur in a receptacle by my nightstand. And I know I didn't put it there. And it was a large one. And I, he knows that I collect his fur. So maybe uh-huh. he saved that one to remind me that he's around. Could be, yeah. And... and- it could be. And Betty, you were going to say something. I'm no, sorry. I was, oh, no, I was just going to say that the very obvious uh, situation here is that you and Charlie had a love and gave each other so much, obviously. And that is still with you, whether you have signs or no signs, that love gets mm-hmm. you through days. That was a real love relationship. And that cannot die, cannot mm-hmm. separate from you. Mm-hmm. I That's agree. A gift, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good yeah, night. Thank you. you have a good night, Nelson. You too. Have a good one. Thank, thank you. God bless. You too. Thank you. Oh, pets are so special, aren't they? Oh yes. No, they are. They're family members. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are family members. Good evening, Angelina. Good evening. Thank you for holding so that we could take your call. We appreciate your patience. 
Oh, certainly. You, you, you people, you, your foundation has been a godsend to me because uh, I just lost my son uh, June. Well, he was shot June 29th, but pronounced brain dead July 1st. And um, the circumstances of his death are probably never going to be known to me, but... um. Um, I, I, and I know this is an, is not a reading, and I, I just was listening to the gentleman before me. Um, I, I've been looking for signs. Um, there has been a few things. I've seen more rainbows in the last four months than I've seen in my entire life. Um, and just odd places, like not after a storm or anything. Um, but my question is, um, cause I've been listening to some archives of the radio show, but, uh, and also the Netflix series where it says, you know, to ask them for specific things. But what I wanted to know is if I'm thinking, I'm thinking of him all the time. I mean, he, he was two pounds when he was born. He was my road dog. He was, he was 32 when he passed. He had just moved out from living with me and my mother. And can he hear me when I'm thinking just thoughts of him or talking to him in my mind? Like, do I have to speak it to the out into the universe or can he hear me? Because I'm not getting the signs that his children's mother is getting and, and a few other close people, um, and I, I just, I don't know. First of all, I would, I know Janet will have something to say about this too, but, you know, just you're feeling it, just you're thinking it uh, within yourself, saying it within yourself. He can hear it for sure. Uh, but Janet, what is your response to that? Well, I, I was just going to say basically the same thing, Betty, that I do believe he hears you. And I think that, you know, your grief is still so, you know, maybe deep that when you open up and listen, I think that like the rainbow is kind of right now what he's sending you, you know, that's what he's sharing Mm -hmm. with you. And as time goes on, I think you're going to probably, you know, receive even, you know, I don't know if it'll be more rainbows or if it will be something else, or if, you know, I would consider, or I would suggest rather that, you know, you just talk to him and stay open and maybe, you know, a good thing for you might be when you go to sleep at night, when you lay down to simply talk to him and ask for a dream or ask for, you know, something that when you wake up, what is the first thought in the morning? Or if, you know, you, you know, wake up to an alarm or if there's music, you know, what is that song? Mm-hmm. And, and try to start working that way where it's opening you up to be more, um, it's not that you're not open and don't get me wrong, but I think that you you need to allow yourself to open in whatever way he needs to come through. Because if you're like expecting it in a certain way or hoping for right. it, it may not come through that way to just be open right. to whatever comes through and then to acknowledge mm-hmm. it and keep, you know, waiting for something else or, or thank him. And then just, you know, you know what I'm saying with that is it's kind of a um, absolutely, and okay, and the thing is like 
I'm I am in his old bedroom, which was the attic, and we spent a lot of time up here. And um, y- you know, I I know that, and it's been told to me. I know that, like you said, when you lay down, you know, and ask him, and I know that I have just been over and over playing the tape about the the week from the minute it happened because I literally had talked with him within mm-hmm. a half an hour of this happening. And mm-hmm. so I, I can't, I can't get out of that. When I lay down, I'm looking over at his picture and his urn and everything. And I keep replaying that week of should I have done this? And did I do this right? And was, would this have been what he wanted? And, all those questions, and I've been told that he needs me to move past that, that he is okay, and he didn't feel pain, and and to think of the happy moments, you know, and memories that I have of him, which are abundant, you know. Right, well, and you you have to have patience with yourself, you know, you you are going through something, you know, you're going through grief and that's not something that's just, you know, here and gone. It's continual. Right. And so you have to have Mm -hmm. patience with yourself and you just have to allow yourself to, you know, take the time and to slowly move through it in the way that you need to personally, you know, and I think maybe Mm -hmm. his rainbows, I mean, I kind of feel like that's always a peaceful, beautiful thing. And that's what he's sending you. And he wants you to accept that. And, you know, start, you know, paying attention to that and to your thoughts. That is an important thing is, you know, he can be around you sending you something. And, you know, if you're caught up in that recorder, you know, sometimes it's hard to get past that when it's a constant, you know, playing it over and over, you know, to have the patience with yourself and know that it is going to take time. This isn't, you know, it doesn't work that way. People think that, you know, you have grief and then you're over and you move on and it, it doesn't work like that. Grief is, continual and you have to experience it day by day and just recognize what you're going through and recognize yourself and and just find the comfort that you can and have patience with yourself I mean you have gratitude that you got to spend so much time with him you know you have to look at it like that too and you were fortunate that you you know you did see him not too far you know before he passed that look at that as a blessing you know start you know changing the the thought process in that and, and right, and that's that's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. You. Th- that was my my fear and my thought is that you know he's going, Mom, stop. Like I, I can I can hear him saying that. Like you know, don't think of it like that. Um, I, I mean, I know that his energy. I, I do have to share this with you. Um, since he has passed, I I had before I had gotten his ashes, I had put some pictures and. I had uh, I have a salt lamp that I keep on constantly because he is the light of my life. But I had gotten him this little like astronomy like light. Uh, I mean, a real cheap like five below, you know, uh-huh. like almost dollar store one. And I would have that thing on, and I would have to replace the batteries the next morning. It has been on, and I'm looking at it at this moment. The light is still on in this this thing that I this little light that I had gotten him since since June 29th. 
it's it has not gone off. I mean, I know his energy is here. It's beautiful. Huh? You know, Andrea, I wanted to ask you, did you say that he was shot? Yes. You know, I, I think that that's something to to acknowledge that that kind of death is is more difficult often than others. It's it brings with it some um, very difficult uh, feelings, I think, and uh, I think that uh, the fact that as Janet said the fact that that happened, and then you see the rainbows. It's just it's right. such a contrast right. to the right. you know, feeling yeah. that you would get knowing that that had happened to him, and then you keep getting the rainbows. That's the exact opposite of the darkness that you would feel with that kind of passing. You know, I just think he's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and as I said, I've seen more rainbows, and and I'm talking not like after a storm. I've just I've seen them in the most unusual places. And I, and I've got pictures. I, I take pictures and like the last one that I saw was amazing. It was the most beautiful rainbow. And I just was standing in the parking lot of the Wawa, like filming it going, thank you, Louie. I love you. And people are looking at me like I've lost my mind, but I did doesn't, I don't care, but I, right, just, right. I, I felt that I felt that love from him that, that I mean, it was the most beautiful rainbow I had ever seen. And I lived in California, you know, and I, I just, yeah. So, yeah, just don't, don't, re- don't disregard those, you know, those signs or the validations, you know, I mean, right. that's a validation to you and never disregard it and never look at it like, okay, give me another one. Give me another one. Stay in the moment. Right. When you get that uh-huh. focus on that moment Focus on him and his love because that's what he's sending you is he's sending you love. Okay. And he's letting you know, he's still here. He's with you. And I mean, it's important for you to, you know, yes, you have to continue forward. It's like, you know, when you're left behind like this, what do you do? And you do have to slowly move forward in your own time, in your own way, but find comfort in that when you see that rainbow or whatever he sends you that you felt was from him, acknowledge it to him and thank them and see how it, how you feel with it. And that kind of helps you too, you know, as you move through the day. Yes. And I wanted to right, say the, the storm there, these rainbows are coming after a storm and that storm has been in you. You know, you've gone right. through a terrible storm. And I think it's even more significant that it's uh, not after a storm in the physical world. It's almost saying, you know, we know you've been through this terrible storm and look, look, this is the other side of it. Right. Oh, I never thought of it like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes. Right. Wow. Oh, that, that's, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's just so, it's, it's really heart-touching for sure. It's a great gift for sure. Yes. It certainly is. And he, and he, he was a gift giver. I mean, his heart is still beating. He was a, an organ donor, but uh, um, I just, I wanted to, you know, know that he can he can hear me even if I'm not speaking it and just thinking, oh, him, you know, thinking his. And even uh, when you don't put it in words, he knows the feeling. <laughs> yeah, he feels you. He feels. He yes, knows your it. heart. He feels you. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's what a true. Com- what a comfort! What a comfort! 
I am going to try to get to one of the retreats. I've been trying, but they've been filled. So <laughs> I'll be at one of them. It may be oh, in 2024, yes. but. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, thank you. Thank you thank so much for that story. Yes. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much. Have a blessed evening. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. I really like that. Uh, you know, we talk yeah. about hearing um, the suggestions from different people about ask for something specific or just be mindful and open to whatever's around you and stuff. But I think like just be open and accepting of what yeah. you and that seems like it's like the perfect gift. Oh, it know. seems absolutely perfect. And I don't know if um, Angelina is back on, but I mean, it might be wonderful to to frame some of those oh, photos that would be. of mm-hmm. the rainbows. And, you know, when she's in that special space in their house and looking over at his objects and feeling overwhelmed, it can kind of bring the rainbow yeah. into the space. See that energy because the colors themselves have energy. I mean, what right. oh, well, that's... that's- I was going to say that's that's a beautiful idea, Kim. Framing some rainbows, I think that would be really, yeah, the one you know, a great idea. And I think that you know every experience is valid. That you know that anyone that's listening tonight or any you know when you have an experience, it's a valid experience to you, and it's it's your experience and it's valued. And I think that you know we all have our own our own experiences, and that there's really no experience that you ever have that isn't meaningful. It's just, you have to kind of, you know, listen, pay attention. And, and I think that, you know, all of our, you know, the the listeners or everyone who called in, they have all been, you know, paying attention and, and focusing. And and I think that, you know, to continue to do that because that's how you, you know, become even more connected. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And one of the other things that Angelina had said was that she was having different kinds of experiences than um, I believe it was her daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But the rainbow was his gift to her. Yeah, special. Right. Right. It's unique. It's unique. Mm-hmm. And people right. need different things and different things, you know, he might think would be healing to one than to a, another. Mm-hmm. So, and it, yeah, it's just like with uh, Nelson, with uh, his his Charlie, (laughs) that that sometimes the universe just arranges things in such a way that they're meaningful. And and we don't know how that happens or exactly how they're related, but the connections are there and they they give us a, a kind of energy or a warmth or a love, even if we can't understand how they all came together in that way. But it just, you know, every every situation is a situation of love and when we can feel that love and that connection in whatever way that the the universe and the person we love arranges it it's just it's such a gift it's it's what heals us we wouldn't get it's just hard to get through without them right Right. well and, and i think too don't you think that you know you know, grief kind of throws you into a lot of different areas. And, you know, discovery is one of them. And, you know, when you're, you know, having these things happen after someone passes or an animal that you've loved and, you know, for a baby. And if you have, you know, these experiences and you're discovering something new, you also have to learn how to figure it out, you know, because you think, oh, that, that couldn't be, could it? Or yeah, it is this, it is that. And then it keeps happening. And you're thinking, 
oh my gosh, that's another validation. And, you know, like I, I always suggest too, if, if, you know, you're even ever questioning it, just start writing it down. And, you know, I did that like 20 or 30 years ago, started writing things down because so many things were happening. And, and I think that you start to see a pattern and that kind of opens you up and gives you another connection. The pattern is very, very important. I'm glad you said that because when we start seeing the connections and the pattern, we begin to see a larger picture. Yeah, that's right. Right, exactly. We'll write it down and keep it because we do forget details. Right, right. And, you know, and another thing too, like when you're going through all this, a lot of times, you know, I, I always suggest people to try to like, you know, breathe through it because you get very excited over something that's going on. And if you slow it down, you can catch even more that you didn't know was going on or you might feel more or experience it. And, and I know it's, it's difficult when you're going through grief and, and, you know, a lot of times there's like a connection to fear to it because, you know, all these things are cropping up around you after, you know, you lose someone. But I think that it's important that if you focus on that loved one and all the goodness that they have brought or, you know, whatever is going on around them, I think that can also change it a little to it. it. It just, you know, moves everything over, you know, just a little bit. And then you see something new. I think that's important too. Oh, I think it's so important. And that reminds me of a dream I had so many years ago. Uh, and you're always reminding us to focus and and this, and then to allow reality to reveal itself. Man, this dream I was having, it was before all of the deaths, but I was really struggling with my conceptual mind. I, I, I knew I wanted to, to experience uh, so many things that were visionary, were in uh, within another dimension, uh, but being in, in in university or college where people dismiss that uh, made it a little bit harder. But I myself had my own problems with conceptual mind. I had gone to school simply to try to find out answers to questions I had about the universe and about life and death. But I got stuck in, in the conceptual mind and it seemed like I couldn't really activate my visionary mind. But this is the dream. I'm in Budapest. And I uh, have a sieve, a circle of a sieve, and there are little tiny pebbles on it. And I'm just kind of shaking it. And suddenly, a disconnected hand reaches out and scrapes them off the sieve and says, these do not belong in the city. Well, before I go to the next part, I understand that very well. There was that disconnected, rational brain that says these things, these unusual things, beautiful spiritual things that are happening that they don't belong in civilization. They can't be explained. That's not, and just breaks them off. And then the dream I thought was just beautiful. The very next scene, I am in the heart of the city and an artist has taken the little pebbles and arranged them all in a circle. And we're all there. Talk about focusing. We were all in a deep meditation, deep, deep mm-hmm. contemplation. And walking in a circle around these stones. And suddenly I realized that these tiny little stones aren't tiny stones at all. They're these magnificent, uh, ancient, megalithic, sacred standing stones rooted in the earth and reaching up to heaven. And all of us in that circle know that, we see that. And that I, I love that dream because it made it so clear that there's one way of looking at the things that happen to us as these little insignificant pebbles that don't belong in, in rational life or 
civilized life. That doesn't happen. That can't be true. And then when we allow the artist in us to shape the stones and we deeply contemplate it, this most magnificent spiritual reality is experienced through our seeing it, experiencing it, being with it. So I was always grateful for that dream. It just showed me exactly what is the kind of thing you're saying, Janet. Mm-hmm. Well, your dream sounds pretty um, pretty wonderful. <laughs> I'm thinking I don't have those kind of dreams. <laughs> just trying to wake That's me beautiful up. though. <laughs> I well, love I it. it. Let's put it that way. I needed it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we have, I, I, can, I can share one of my dreams. That's kind of a funny story. If, if that Ooh. it doesn't have anything to do with is you know the amazing energy that was coming through yours. But this would be a good one to share just to tell people that you know pay attention to all your dreams. That you know if you have that opportunity and and you like that or you you notice you're dreaming a lot, it would be really good to pay attention because um, as you know, we were, I was out of town on a vacation visiting my son and daughter-in-law. And about the week before we went to visit them, I started having a dream every night and it was kind of the same dream. I was out in the woods and I saw a bear and I, you know, the next day I had talked to my son and I said, you know, we're, I think we're going to see a bear when we come up to visit you. And they live in Washington state and they're like, mom, you know, we've been hiking for 15 years. We've never seen a bear. You're fine. I go, no, I think we're going to see a bear. I dreamt we're going to see a bear. And I kept telling him the story. So for like three or four nights in a row, I dreamt we were going to see a bear. So we get up there and I'm like, so did you guys have bear spray? Because we're going to a cabin. We're going to stay in a cabin for four days. And they're like, we're fine. We haven't, you know, we're not going to see any bears. They, they haven't had any sightings, blah, blah, blah. And we go up there and we get there. And the first night we're sitting around and it's about 11 o'clock at night talking. And, you know, we're hanging out in the main room there and the outside motion detector light goes on. And my husband gets up and he goes to look out the window and he said, there's a bear. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And we ended up the four days we were there, we saw the bear three nights out of the four. Oh and I was just like, okay, I'm just reminding you to pay attention to your dreams. <laughs> and your son and your husband probably both know you well enough. They probably thought, yeah. well, I'm going to see a they, bear. They well, and, and it was funny because my son was kind of like, well, I don't you know, think we're going to see a bear. And, and, and he's like you said, he, we have had so many experiences throughout life. And it was just really funny because like the last night, my daughter-in-law was laying on the floor and she looked up and a bear was looking at her and she's like, "Wow!" because where we were staying, it had windows from floor to ceiling. They must take them seriously. That's for sure. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was it. But just thought I'd end on a, a kind of fun note to remind yourself to pay attention to your dreams. So <laughs> that's a very good uh, a dream to remind us of that. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we will go ahead and end with our Mahayama prayer for the evening. So may all beings everywhere with whom we are inseparably interconnected be fulfilled, awakened, liberated, and free. May there be peace in this world and throughout the entire universe. And may we all together complete the spiritual journey. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. And thank you. And good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.